0: Hey guys, welcome to the Tech People Podcast. My name is Ken Coyne. I'm your host and founder, as well as head of technology at Ops Talent. I believe at the heart of any success story are the people who made it happen. Diversity, creativity, and innovation, when nurtured in people, can lead to an unbeatable formula. I created this podcast to share the experiences of some truly inspirational leaders on their journey to success. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Ken speaking. Earlier in the year, we had a fantastic response to our podcast of evolving customer experience in fintech with Thomas Salas. So I'm delighted to be discussing tech in customer experience again today, but this time with Marlene Wiedler, who is the head of customer experience at Expando. Expando is one of the leading marketplaces for professional equipment in 28 European countries. And Marlene has kindly agreed to come on the show and to share her experience of combining customer and technology and innovation to ensure her clients are having the very best customer experience on their platform. So Marlene, welcome
1: to the show. Thanks
0: for coming on today.
1: Thanks for having me, Ken. No, it's my
0: pleasure. We all start with, we'd just love to get a bit of background about yourself, maybe how you got into the whole customer experience space, please.
1: Sure. So my journey started over 10 years ago in the area of customer service, and I always enjoyed working very closely with customers. And around six years ago, I moved to Berlin and became shortly after the head of customer service at Expondo. Our responsibility was to handle all incoming after-sales requests, and we naturally became the voice of the customer because these requests contained a lot of valuable feedback from our customers. This part of my job became bigger and bigger over the time, and I was super happy when I got the chance in 2017 to build up a new team, the customer experience team. This gave me the chance to focus completely on driving improvements based on our customers' feedback. And differently than in many other companies, the customer experience team belongs to the technology area. This gives us some good opportunities to work very closely with the product managers and development teams, and to transfer the customer insights into cool and useful tech features.
0: Yeah, very cool. And I think it always amazes me when companies underestimate the value of customer experience. I mean, it's, it's your front line of the business and you get that feedback. I mean, and, you know, it's all about adding features to the product, getting feedback on the product, helping you improve that product. Yeah. And I, I think also, you know, in today's world with technology, and we'll move on to that in a moment, and it's changing so quickly. It's how do you differentiate yourself from your competitors? And often, you know, customer experience is key to that. Sure. Space, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so moving on to the, the tech space. Because this is really very interesting for me because you know, sure. you're dealing obviously with these customers on a day-to-day basis. You're receiving feedback all the time, and obviously good and sometimes not so good. But how do you link that then with, you know, technology? and innovation and adding, you know, how do you bring that, that value back into your your product offer?
1: Yeah, we are collecting feedback along the whole customer journey. For example, we do collect feedback in our online shop with different surveys. One of the main sources for information is the after checkout survey. This feedback helps us to adapt our after checkout based on our customer needs. And also it helps us to see how changes are impacting the customer satisfaction. In addition, we try to involve our customers when we create new products and services as much as possible. I strongly believe this is the right way to go, as this enables you to create products and services they really need and love. So let me share an example with you. We do have a very diverse product portfolio consisting of products from gastronomy, crafts, industry, sports, and wellness. The customers who are using these products are very different, and they do have partly different needs when shopping online. Therefore, we decided to create features just for specific customer segments. We started with the welders and we invited 10 welders for design sprints. These welders were selected based on our usual customer segment, means we checked different criterias like the level of experience in welding. And the first step within the design sprint was to make interviews with these welders. And we asked specifically about their shopping behavior, their needs and expectations on the online shop, product and service. Based on these insights, we were able to create a feature, a prototype, and in the end of the design sprint, we invited them again and made user testings. The prototype was adapted and in the end, we had something to launch in our shop. Of course, we did not launch it straight away in all our shops and for the whole traffic, but we started with a certain uh, traffic share in our German shop. We monitored the feature furthermore and we iterated if needed. And I think this is a great way to go when launching a new feature.
0: Was it difficult to, you know, to get those people to come in and give wider feedback?
1: From my experience, it's quite easy to get participants for such purposes. Many people like to share their feedback and knowledge, especially when they are experts in a certain areas. And of course, we always compensate the time of every customer and every participant. We do have already a good data bank of customers and persons who are interested to take part in such researches, and this helps us to speed up the quoting time. But of course, you can also find easily non-customers by posting ads on classifieds.
0: And, yeah. yeah, that's very interesting. And uh, how do you I mean? How do you get the balance between having you know too little customers versus too many, and you know different feedback?
1: Yeah, of course, you always have to choose the research methodology carefully. So need to fit to your approach and it need to bring you valuable insights. For completely new products and services, it makes sense to start with qualitative research, like we did with the design sprint, and validating the results later in a quantitative manner. Important is also to iterate the solution over and over again until the customers are happy with it.
0: Very, very, very interesting. And I mean, what kind of challenges have you faced in doing this type of feedback? I mean. What kind of challenges have you have you faced in your experience that you've learned? I suppose, what kind of lessons learned have you learned from this?
1: What I have learned is that you always should plan enough resources when doing such researches because you are working with people and you always have a certain share of uncertainty what will happen. yeah. And also the preparation takes time because you need to have the right people on board. Your target group needs to be well thought through. And you need to invest sufficient time in creating the interview questions because they need to be formulated very well so that they bring you the results you need and you are not allowed to influence the participants in any way. And of course, you also need to have internally skilled persons who can evaluate the insights properly. Otherwise, you will not be able to drive any useful changes out of it. But I think every company can start in a simple way. So just collect feedback via small polls, in the online shop and have a tool which analyzes the content automatically. I think this is a very good feedback to get daily responses from the customers and daily feedback without any manual efforts behind. So then you just need to take action and improve something.
0: Interesting. And this initiative, is that something that you've been working on for many years or is it a fairly new initiative that you started?
1: So we have started to create and test features for specific customer groups in our online shop by end of last year. And this initiative was going on this year as well. But actually right now we are focusing on different approaches, not less interesting, but I will not review too much today, but there are interesting things in the pipeline and I recommend everyone to keep an eye on export.
0: Interesting. And you know, you mentioned there, obviously you're handling the customer care on a day to day basis, and this is very specific where you invite in certain customers. But to, do you, have you also, have you looked at integrating that into the day-to-day feedback in terms of, you know, when a customer, when an agent mm-hmm. handles a call and takes
1: that yeah. feedback? Actually, the customer care team is separated from the customer experience team. And this makes totally sense as the goals are very different. We have the customer care team who's working very operationally. They are responsible for certain touch points in the customer journey. And their goal is to provide our customers with an excellent service. This is crucial for an e-commerce company. And then we have the customer experience team. We are looking at the whole customer journey, which includes the touch points related to the customer care. And we have the goal to provide a first class brand experience from end to end. But in best case, these improvements on the customer journey are resulting in less requests for our customer care team. But let's come back to your question. So the incoming requests are telling you a lot how customers perceive your service. And of course, we map each ticket, each request with a contact reason. And if this contact reason is not giving you enough information, it makes sense to sometimes make a deep dive into the request to understand the background a bit better. And when doing this, something interesting, we recognize that the feedback given in the request is kind of the unfiltered version from the feedback given in the surveys. The feedback is very direct, very honest, and therefore very helpful.
0: Mm, very cool. How are working then? in Denmark? um I, I guess you must work closely with your, your IT department, or, or, or is it something that you drive in the customer experience and you feedback back to the IT? How do you manage that, um, Marlene? Yeah.
1: yeah, so as shortly described in the beginning, we as a CX team are part of the technology area, and we work very closely with the product managers, especially with the PMs who are focusing on the online shop and who are focusing on the order and warehouse processes. And of course, we are also very close to the development teams, but we do not have a development team directly assigned to us. In summary, we definitely profit from being part of the tech team. So the whole team is focusing strongly on innovations, and they're using agile working methods. And we can learn every day something new from them. And tech is the key in an e-commerce company. So I'm very happy that we are part of this team.
0: Yeah, actually, that's quite interesting. I was going to say... I'm guessing there's a lot of feedback every day. I mean, how do you prioritize that?
1: Yeah. Is metric
0: yeah. Or how do you work that? or just discussions and just understanding of the business?
1: That's true. So we do receive a lot of feedback and it's simply not possible to focus on all topics at the same time. You need to decide carefully which topic you pick up next. And in CX, we decide this based on different KPIs. Our main KPI in CX is in the promoter score. And if a topic is impacting there negatively, then it's very likely that we will pick it up. But we always make a cross-check with other KPIs as well. So if a topic is driving in addition the contact rate and customer care, then this is on top of our mind. But of course, we always try to check up front how complex the solution is. In best case, you start with the low-hanging fruits so that you directly have an kind of easy impact and you improve something very fast and the complex topics are tackled later. But I can recommend to use here the effort impact matrix. So this is very good tool to easily understand to which topics you should pick up next. And it will help you to take yeah, the right decision.
0: And actually just on, you know, a lot of companies, companies now looking at the whole area of, you know, artificial intelligence in relation to the whole customer experience. Mm -hmm. You guys, have you done that yourselves or are you you looking at it?
1: So AI is a topic which you cannot ignore as an e-commerce or tech company, and it should be definitely on your interest list. We are discussing this topic quite regularly within the team. We do not use it yet, but I'm sure we will somehow use it in the near future. We are anyway just moving more towards an omni-channel support, and we are testing live chats in the shop. And this might is an opportunity for us using AI, But you need to be careful because when you bring AI and customers together, you need to make sure that the customers benefit from the solution. So there are many different opportunities um, for us looking at AI. So let's see what the future will bring.
0: Everything takes time. It's step by step, is not
1: it? Yeah, things need time. And it makes sense to not focus on too many things at the same time. So rather focus on less and doing it properly, especially when you're working with a smaller mid-sized development team.
0: I love the way that you mix in the CX customer experience with technology and innovation. So in relation to your customer experience people, are they quite tech-focused then? Do you train them on the technology? Um, Yeah.
1: At the moment, our CX team is pretty small. So we are only two persons. My colleague worked uh, prior to Expondo in a tech role already. So for him, it was quite easy to adapt to the setup. But of course, part of his onboarding was to get in touch with all teams, including the tech team, but also with all other teams, because we are working very cross-functionally. At the moment, we are also hiring a new CX manager. This role is very much needed as we are having many exciting things up and coming, and we need to make sure to have enough resources for it. Of course, this person should have already experience in a similar role and business. But I think next to this experience, it's important to continuously focusing on self-development and stepping out of your own comfort zone. And actually, this is not only true for my team members, but it's also true for me. So I proactively require feedback regularly. And I also take part on events, webinars. I'm reading a lot of books. I'm listening to a lot of interesting podcasts like yours. And this outside view just helps me to not stand still and to always move on. And I think this is very important especially when you need to be aware of trends. And this is very important for the tech area and for the CX area.
0: Yeah, brilliant and great value add for the people that are coming in as well to work on technology. Mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Is there any tools that you might recommend in your experience that help you in this process, Martin? Mm-hmm.
1: We are using many different tools, but mainly we are working with ZenLoop. The core functionality of this platform is in a promoter survey, including a real-time analyze. And the analyze is including the written statements. These statements are labeled with reasons, which makes you fairly easy to identify topics which are driving feedback. The platform contains very helpful dashboards, but actually we decided to create our own more powerful dashboards in Power BI because here we can connect the data directly with other KPIs so that cross checks are easy possible. But you can also use this platform for any other types of service. And I actually can really recommend it's very easy to use and easy to integrate.
0: Awesome. And how about tell me about uh, what's next? What does the future hold for you Mm and your
1: company? We are still in a quite unique situation looking at the pandemic. A lot of our customers are running small businesses and they were impacted heavily by the situation. We stayed in touch with them over the last months, and luckily some were able to adapt very quickly to the situations. For example, owners of restaurants who offer to deliver food. But on the other hand, we have some customers who could not adapt so quickly, like market traders. They are selling their food usually on events or funfairs, and these were totally closed. So we are hoping that the situation is getting back to normal very soon. But we can take uh, some learnings out of the situation out of the last one and a half years. And I think one main learning is that customer needs can quickly change. And as a business, you should always be able to adapt fast to it.
0: Yeah, fantastic, Marlene. Actually, you mentioned there about B2C and the B2B Mm -hmm. trends are coming more online. Could you just talk briefly what you mean by that?
1: And from a tech view, I closely follow the topics of hyper-personalization and e commerce. I do believe that these trends, which are more from the B2C area, can be also adapted to B2B, as they are very interesting for this area as well. And um, especially looking into our business model, I believe there are some good opportunities for us.
0: Oh, that's really very, very interesting. Thanks. Listen, Marlene, thank you so much for coming on today uh, and giving us your, your input. Um,
1: sure. If people would like to get in touch with you or learn a bit more about your organization. Sure, so you can easily find me on LinkedIn and I'm always looking for interesting and fun conversations around CX and e-commerce.
0: And in relation to, I know you mentioned you're looking for a customer service managers. Does that person have to be based in Germany? Or?
1: Yes, so we are looking for a customer experience manager, a person who can work from all over Europe. The position is fully remotely, but of course, the person is also welcome at our Berlin office at any time.
0: Cool, fantastic. Listen, thanks again for your coming on today, Manny.
1: Thank you, Ken. It was a pleasure to talk to you.